Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Tuesday, November 22nd. U.S. equities rose in a somewhat subdued session amid a holiday-shortened week. The markets closed on Thursday for Thanksgiving and trading in an abbreviated session on Friday. Equity reports provided some positive earning surprises, as Dell Technologies bested expectations, as did Dollar Tree, but the company tightened its full-year earnings outlook to the lower half of its previous guidance. Best Buy also beat forecasts while it offered optimistic guidance and said it will resume its share repurchase program after pausing it in the second quarter, and Dick's Sporting Goods rallied in the wake of its quarterly results. Today's economic calendar was light, with the most notable report being the Richmond Fed Manufacturing Index, which remained in contraction territory. Treasury yields were mostly lower, and the U.S. dollar declined, while crude oil prices gained ground and gold was nearly flat. Asian stocks ended mixed, and European stocks were mostly higher, as investors focused on China's response to its growing number of COVID cases. The Dow Jones Industrial Average increased 398 points, or 1.2%, to 34,098. The S&P 500 Index was up 54 points, or 1.4%, to 4,004. And the Nasdaq Composite advanced 150 points, or 1.4%, to 11,174. In light volume, 3.7 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.1 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil rose 91 cents to $80.95 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price nudged 60 cents to the upside to $1,740.20 per ounce. And the dollar index lost 0.6% to 107.16. In equity news on Tuesday, Dell Technologies, ticker symbol D-E-L-L, reported adjusted third-quarter earnings per share of $2.30, well above the $1.60 fax at estimate. As revenues declined 6.4% year-over-year to $24.72 billion, better than the anticipated fall to $24.37 billion. The multinational technology company noted how it was able to reduce backlog to meet consumer needs, and Chuck Witten, co-chief operating officer, stated, quote, with the industry's largest direct sales force and our technology ecosystem, we anticipated the changing landscape and responded quickly. We combated slower demand and drove record profitability with record operating income of $1.8 billion, end quote. Shares of Dell Technologies rose. Best Buy Company, ticker symbol BBY, posted adjusted third quarter earnings per share of $1.38, noticeably higher than the $1.03 estimate, as revenues fell 11.1% year-over-year to $10.59 billion versus the $10.31 billion estimate. Chief Executive Officer Corey Berry noted the challenging environment for the industry and said, quote, throughout the quarter, we were committed to balancing our near-term response to current conditions and managing well what is in our control, while also advancing our strategic initiatives and investing in areas important for our long-term growth, end quote. The Consumer Electronics Retailer resumed its share repurchase program in November after pausing during the second quarter and expects to spend around $1 billion in share repurchases this year. 
The company offered slightly better than expected full-year guidance, but kept its fourth-quarter expectations unchanged. Shares of Best Buy rallied. Dollar Tree, ticker symbol DLTR, announced adjusted third-quarter earnings per share of $1.20, close to the expected $1.18, as revenues rose 8.1% year-over-year to $6.94 billion versus the $6.84 billion expectation. As noted by CEO Mike Wazinski, same-store sales for both its family dollar and Dollar Tree segments improved versus the prior quarter, and shoppers seem to be responding to its new value proposition as the company focuses on driving both traffic and store productivity. Following price actions taken in the second quarter, the chain of discount stores noted that its family dollar segment delivered its strongest quarterly same-store sales increase since 2020, and comparable traffic grew for the first time in 12 quarters. Dollar Tree offered a fourth-quarter outlook that was slightly above estimates. The company also reaffirmed its enterprise comparable sales for the full year while raising its revenue guidance and tightening its earnings per share range to the lower half of its previous guidance, flagging some inflationary cost pressures. Shares fell. And Dick's Sporting Goods, ticker symbol DKS, posted an adjusted third quarter profit of $2.60 per share, well ahead of the $2.27 fax and estimate. On a 7.7% year-over-year rise in revenues to $2.96 billion, above the street's forecast of $2.70 billion. The Sporting Goods retailer said sales were also up significantly from the same quarter in 2019. Dick's Sporting Goods said it now sees full-year earnings per share between $11.50 to $12.10 compared to analysts' $11.50 per share estimate, and it narrowed the range of comparable store sales growth to a range of minus 3% to minus 1.5% from its initial guidance of between negative 6% to negative 2%. Shares were over 10% higher on the day. As third quarter earnings season nears the finish line, Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses in her article titled Disappearing Act Earnings. How earnings weakness is starting to materialize across a broader swath of industries with hits coming from a strong dollar, weaker demand, and aggressive monetary policy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter at Lizanne Saunders. Additionally, Schwab's chief global investment strategist, Jeffrey Kleintop, notes in his article titled The End of Earnings Growth. Now, the earnings outlook is dimming as the economy slows, which could result in cuts to earnings forecasts and downside for stocks. However, Jeff points out that UK earnings have been a surprising outperformer. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeffrey Kleintop. And you can read all of our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In economic news on Tuesday, the Richmond Fed Manufacturing Activity Index improved for this month, moving to a reading of negative 9 from October's negative 10 level, in line with expectations, but remaining in contraction territory as denoted by a reading below zero. Employment deteriorated slightly, while new order volumes, vendor lead times, and the backlog of orders showed some improvement, but remained negative. Wages and capital expenditures decreased, but remained elevated, while shipments and capacity utilization continued to worsen. 
local business conditions rose but stayed in negative territory, with considerably fewer firms pessimistic about conditions over the next six months versus the prior reading. Treasury yields were mostly lower as the yield on the two-year note was unchanged at 4.53%, while the yield on the 10-year note traded six basis points lower to 3.76%, and the 30-year bond rate fell eight basis points to 3.83%. Market volatility is likely to continue in the wake of the release of the October inflation picture over the past couple weeks, which showed prices cooled but remained severely elevated. Lizanne discusses in her latest article titled Swing Swing Wild Week how a better-than-expected October CPI report provided some relief and support for equities, but investors should be wary of low-quality leadership and, to some extent, crypto stress. Inflation has been the driving factor behind the aggressive monetary policy from the Federal Reserve, The increase in bond yields and this year's rally in the U.S. dollar have fostered the choppiness in the markets. Schwab's chief fixed income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses the bond and currency markets in her article titled, Markets to Fed, Slow Down, You Move Too Fast, noting how if these trends continue, the Fed may end up slowing its pace of tightening but not stopping it. You can follow Kathy on Twitter, at Kathy Jones. Tomorrow, we'll shoulder the bulk of the week's data, with economic reports slated for release to include a preliminary look at durable goods orders for October, forecasted to match September's 0.4% month-over-month increase, while ex-transportation and non-defense orders ex-aircraft are expected to have gained 0.1% and 0.3%, respectively. Initial jobless claims for the week ended November 19th are also on tap, with projections of 225,000 first-time unemployment claims to have been filed, as well as November preliminary manufacturing and services PMIs from S&P Global, with the former expected to decline to a reading of 50.0 and the latter to increase to 48.1, with 50 the demarcation point between expansion and contraction. New home sales will also be released, with economists calling for a 5.1% month-over-month decline to an annual rate of 572,000 units. And the preliminary University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index for this month is expected to have matched October's 54.7. In afternoon action, the Federal Open Market Committee will release the minutes from its November monetary policy meeting. In international news on Tuesday, stocks in Europe finished mostly higher in a muted trading session as investors continued to assess recent global inflation data and their implications for monetary policy tightening from central banks around the world going forward. Cooler than expected U.S. consumer and wholesale price reports over the past couple of weeks have increased optimism that the central banks, led by the Fed in the U.S., may be able to temper the aggressiveness in their rate hike campaigns. Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his latest article titled Central Banks Stepping Down. Now, central banks seem to be stepping down from aggressive rate hikes, and this could lead to a year-end Santa pause rally for stocks. Meanwhile, geopolitical tensions remain in the wake of last week's missile landing in NATO member Poland, killing two people who lived near the border as the war in Ukraine continues. 
Also, investor sentiment continues to be dampened by concerns over rising COVID cases in China, which could encourage Chinese officials to become more restrictive with its COVID policy. In economic news in the region, the UK's public sector net borrowing in October unexpectedly declined, coming in well below forecasts, calling for an increase from the prior month. Additionally, consumer confidence in the eurozone improved more than expected, but remained in negative territory. The euro and British pound traded higher. Bond yields in the eurozone were mixed, while rates in the UK were lower. The UK FTSE 100 index and Italy's FTSE MIB index increased 1%. France's CAC 40 index gained 0.4%. Germany's DAX index was up 0.3%. And Spain's IBEX 35 index climbed 1.7%, while Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 0.1% lower. Stocks in Asia tilted lower throughout the day to finish mixed in a relatively muted trading session as the Hong Kong markets led losses. Concerns regarding China's response to its growing COVID outbreak continues to be in focus as the government reiterated its COVID zero policy in a press conference earlier, even though the country recently signaled that it would relax restrictions. Additionally, Chinese banks were reportedly encouraged to increase credit to support the economy, especially industries that have been heavily impacted by COVID. The markets continue to digest recent mixed global inflation data that showed a potential easing of pricing pressures, but continued to suggest inflation remains severely elevated. The persistent rise in prices has been a main factor in the aggressive measures taken by central banks across the world, led by the Fed. Japan's central bank, on the other hand, has maintained its loose monetary policy. The island nation's core CPI was expected to rise 2.2% year-over-year from the prior reading's 2% increase, but instead it came in at a 2.7% growth rate. While core CPI was noticeably higher than expected year-over-year, Japan's inflation is still considered low by global standards. In other economic news in the region, South Korea's consumer confidence deteriorated slightly in November, which is correlated with a weaker consumption expenditure. Japan's Nikkei 225 index rose 0.6%, with the yen losing ground versus the U.S. dollar. The Hong Kong Hang Seng index fell 1.3%, and South Korea's Kospi index declined 0.6%. On the other hand, China's Shanghai Composite Index ticked 0.1% higher, India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index increased 0.5%, and Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index gained 0.6%.